0: So Woody is super jealous. He traps Buzz behind a desk so that Andy doesn't see him, and Buzz falls out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the toys see this happen and accuse Woody of being a murderer. <laughs> it's kind of dark
1: for a kids' movie. Like you're yeah, a murderer, sad.
0: and they just like ostracize him. It's so sad.
1: You're listening to Atlas Now
0: Streaming, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries
1: on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Man Staff with your hosts, Jamie Zerlingo and Nina Granger. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nina. Today we have a very exciting episode for you guys. We're going to talk about the Toy Story saga. So with award season upon us, um, we had debated doing maybe like the Best Picture nomination, um, but we decided to go a different route than we did last year. Um, so one of the animated films for our Best animated film nominations is Toy Story 4. And so when we were going over what we wanted to review this month, I suggested the Toy Story saga. And Nina was like, yes, let's do it. So uh, Toy Story is actually my favorite animated film of all time, like the original. I would say that these films are some of my favorite just in general, not just animated films. I decorated my son's room Toy Story theme. Oh, that's so cute. I just, thank you. I want to see Um, pictures of that. I should
0: post pictures of that when we post this episode. I will. So Um,
1: cute. But uh, I just have really fond memories of at least the first three, because the fourth one came out just last year in 2019. Um, But the first three all came out um, during my childhood, so uh, they just hold a very special place in my heart. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk about all four of these movies. Uh, we're going to go over the plot and some fun facts about each film. Um, and the saga is 24 years long. So the first movie came out in 1995. And like I said, the most recent one came out in 2019. So Nina is going to tell uh, start us off with Toy Story 1.
0: I think that this saga is like particularly impactful for our, our generation because of the timing when it came out so in 1995 I was five mm-hmm. um, and then the other one the second one came out in what year?
1: 99.
0: Yep so I was nine then and then the third one came out in 2010 so that and that one we'll talk about later but um, just like the basis of that story is that Andy the main character is going to college so it was really kind of on par with my life. Same. So that is why it's it's kind of an important saga to me anyway but so the first one starts out um it was it came out in 1995 just the original toy story directed by john Lasseter. it's the first entirely computer animated feature film and the first feature film from pixar so um it ended up being a huge hit it was considered to be one of the best animated films of all time the film received three academy award nominations including best original screenplay Best original song for "You Got a Friend and Me," best original score, and it won a um, special achievement Academy Award, and was inducted into the National Film Registry in 2005. Ooh! So, and they said that it was inducted because it was culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant.
1: I would, I would 100% agree. And I
0: would agree with that too. So, basically, the premise for. Toy Story the original is that the setting of this whole world is is that we're in a world where toys are living creatures that walk and talk on their own but then they pretend when humans are around they pretend to be lifeless. So then the humans they basically their their purpose is to be loved and to fulfill their duty of making their kid happy. Um so they have their own little lives when the when the children are not around but when the kids are around they are they're just toys um so the main child in the movie is andy um he has and then when we start out he's got a birthday that's coming up and his family's in the process of moving so they're going to be moving they're boxing their house up they're going to celebrate his birthday party um he's got a plethora of toys that make their way through basically the entire series including bo peep Mr. Potato Head, Rex the dinosaur, which is um, played by Wallace Shawn, who is just—I just, I just love him. Great. He's great. He's got such a great voice. He's seventy-five. Oh my Can gosh. you believe that? Some of these, some of these voice actors are dead.
1: Yeah, Don Rickles uh, passed away in 2017, and mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about that for Toy Story 4. Um, so sad. But yeah,
0: he was Mr. Potato Head. Yep, yep. There was another one that passed away in 2010.
1: Um, the original Slinky. Slinky dog. Yeah, um, that's Slinky. That was, um, I cannot think, of um, John Verne. He was, um, oh my gosh, um, pff, Ernest. Do you remember the Ernest movies? Mm-mm. You'd probably know if you like, just looked up his face, but he passed away. And then he was replaced by, um, can't think of the actor's name, but in the final two Toy Story films, it was, um, do you remember Sean's dad from Boy Meets World? hmm That's the new Slinky. Oh, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I was He's just- great.
0: Somebody had just posted on Facebook today, this is like a total side note, but somebody had just posted posted on Facebook today that they didn't know that Fred Savage and Ben Savage were brothers. What? Which I didn't know that either. Really? I just never made that connection. Because did Fred Savage do anything after the Wonder Years?
1: Kind of. He did. He's on something now, or he was recently, Um, but neither of them have really done anything like huge recently, except for like Girl Meets World, the spinoff of Boy Meets World, which I did not watch at all.
0: I didn't either. I don't um, think that I think that's Ben Savage's like only
1: thing. Thing which could you even
0: see him as anybody else with his no, curly hair? No, <laughs> I just couldn't. He's always going to be. He's like Corey Matthews. To, yeah, he's yep. Corey Matthews forever. Anyway, um, so Andy's got his toys. He's got Bo Peep, Miss Potato Head, Rex the dinosaur, Ham the piggy bank, Slinky Dog, and his favorite toy, which is Sheriff Woody, who's played by Tom Hanks.
1: Hanks. America's dad.
0: I, I actually had not seen the movies in a long time, and I was just guessing from I just I don't know why, how I forgot that Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are the voices mm-hmm. for the two main characters in these shows, and you know, their voices are just so distinguishable. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh,
1: that's Tom Hanks.
0: Gosh, I just
1: love him. It's just like it chills every time you hear him. Like...
0: <sighs> he had a, like an important impact, I think, on my childhood. He's just always played like
1: he's just always been there he's always been there and he you know has been around since you know the the early 80s maybe even longer earlier than that but um yeah I love Tom Hanks too he's just and this is probably one of his most special roles that he's ever played
0: it is um so Tom Hanks is the voice of Sheriff Woody which is Andy's favorite toy Um, And with the birthday coming up, all the toys are freaked out. They think that they're going to get replaced by Andy's birthday presents. Mm -hmm. They think he's going to get some toys, and then they're just going to go by the wayside. So Woody arranges for the toys to spy on the birthday party. And Andy does get a new toy, and it is Buzz Lightyear, which is played by Tim Allen, the voice of Tim Allen. Um, But Buzz actually thinks that he's a real space ranger, and he's crash-landed on this strange planet. All the other toys are pretty aware that they're toys... That their purpose is to be Andy's friends, but Buzz really thinks that he is a space ranger. And he becomes Andy's new favorite toy, and Woody gets super jealous. I'm really summarizing here, because this movie is actually, it's less than two hours long, but it, a lot of things a lot happen happens, in the yeah. movie. Um, so the big scene in this movie is that the family goes out to get pizza, a big family outing. Andy's mom says that he can only take one toy along and obviously everybody knows it's going to be Buzz because Buzz is the new, like the new favorite toy. So Woody is super jealous. He traps Buzz behind a desk so that Andy doesn't see him and Buzz falls falls out the window mm-hmm. Um and all the toys see this happen and accuse Woody of being a murderer. <laughs> it's kind of dark for a kid's movie. It's like, you're yeah, a murderer. Sad. And they just like ostracize him. It's so sad. And then Andy takes Woody because he can't find Buzz. So you know, Andy takes Woody to the pizza place. They stop at a gas station and um, Woody finds out that Buzz had actually hitched a ride on the car. So, They get out of the car and Buzz and Woody are fighting in the parking lot, and they get left at the gas station. Eventually, they (laughs) eventually they catch up and get to the pizza place. And Woody is trying to explain to Buzz that like you're not a real space ranger, you're a toy. Um, Buzz gets in this crane game, you know, like one of those the claw, the claw, claw, yes, the claw (laughs) game. It's full of these alien toys. And then, dun-dun-dun, Sid Phillips, Ugh, the evil that kid is awful. neighbor boy that's just like the sadistic child that just destroys toys, he gets them out of the machine and takes them home with him, so now they've got a new owner, and it is Sid, which is so, like, how <laughs> how is it that the neighbor kid that lives, like, their windows are looking at each other, so, like, Buzz and Woody can see Andy's house from Sid's mm-hmm. house, and um just what a like crazy coincidence (laughs) but sid um they get to sid's house and they see how sid just like destroys these toys and he like replaces the heads of Mm -hmm. toys and and it's just like terrifying to them like like,
1: frankenstein toys
0: yes and all the toys are like miserable too like they all hate their lives at sid's house so Buzz tries to fly out the window and he breaks his arm and he realizes that he's not a toy or he is a toy and he's not a real space ranger and so he gets all depressed. Well,
1: when he watches that commercial yeah. and it uh, it's all about him being a toy, it's he's like, so what? like like existential crisis like and then, then he it is. It's really sad. Like mm. he just realizes that okay, I'm not real. I'm not a real person. I'm just a Super toy. I'm sad. plastic. It's so sad. <laughs> and then the, the Mrs. Nesbitt scene <laughs>
0: It's so good. I don't know. It's just, oh, I just feel so bad for Buzz in that scene. He's kind of this, like, cocky character for a lot of the movie because he thinks he's this real space ranger, and he's like, no, I'm not a toy. I'm better than you guys. And then he comes to this realization that he's actually just a toy. And he gets really sad and kind of gives up on life, and then Woody sort of helps turn him around, helps him realize that his purpose is to make Andy happy, which really motivates him again. And then they try to get back to Andy's house. And when they get there, they see Andy and his family leaving the house because they're going to their new home. Which is, like, so sad. Such a crisis. Um, so then they have this epic journey that lasts for, I don't know, like, 15 minutes of the movie where they're, like, trying to catch up with the car. And, like, mm-hmm. first they're like, no, we don't want to help them because what is this murderer. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, actually, we do want to help them. The other toys are in a box in the car with Andy. So they're like the like race cars helping them. And like all of these things are happening. The aliens are helping. Um, and eventually Buddy, Buzz and Woody do get reunited with Andy and they get put back inside the toy box in the car. And then they flash forward to Christmas Day at the end of the movie. And Andy is receiving two new toys, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head.
1: Which is Mrs. Potato Head. What? He already had Mr. Potato. Head. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He had, he got Mrs. Potato Head, who's the other half to Mr. Mm-hmm. Potato Head. Which I got a so, shave. And he so like sweet. takes off his little mustache. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, and the family gets a new puppy, which they're all terrified that they're going to get eaten by this dog. So <laughs> they really set themselves up for a good second mm-hmm. movie. It was. It's a sweet. It's a sweet little movie.
1: It is. I remember seeing that movie, and I was uh, about like three when that movie came out. But I actually remember seeing it at least once in theaters mm-hmm. and i watched it all the time at home i think it even had a computer game like toy story was such a big deal for me um as a kid and then the second one came out um just at the turn of the century in 1999 um so toy story 2 is um in my opinion better than the first which is actually kind of a, a like a critical response is that very few sequels do this. Very few sequels are better than the original, or even can live up to the original. But um, it's kind of a, un, like a universal truth that Toy Story is. Toy Story two is just as good, if not better, well, than actually, the first.
0: When you break it down to like the actual plot points for Toy Story, the original, there's really not that much that happens.
1: Well, it's kind of surface level. It is. You don't really learn too much,
0: right? And I think you learn a lot more about the characters in Toy Story 2, and there's just a, a more, like, dedicated plot line.
1: Absolutely. I remember, and this is so fun, I remember seeing this movie in theaters, too. My, um, and it came out over um, Thanksgiving weekend that year, and I had family come up from Alabama. We all went together. I vividly remember seeing this movie with my family. Um, And the basic plot of the second is um, Woody is stolen by a toy collector, Al, played by Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Newman from uh, Seinfeld. (laughs) And the rest of the toys go to save him from being sold to a toy museum in Tokyo. So um, we get a few new actors in this movie. We get um, Joan Cusack, who plays Jesse the cowgirl. Um, Kelsey Grammer um, of Frasier fame um, plays uh, Stinky Pete the prospector. Um, and uh, Al, Wayne Knight of course but a lot of the same core characters so, um, so Andy is going to cowboy camp and um, right before he leaves he is playing with Woody and his arm rips and um, he's very upset he decides to leave him behind to prevent further damage and he becomes shelved mm. which is kind of like a death sentence for toys once they go up there they don't come down um, so while he's up there, he reunites with, um, Wheezy, a, like, um, like a squeaker, uh, penguin toy who was put up there months ago when his squeaker was damaged and he's been left up there. Um, and Andy's mom, basically the same day that uh, Andy goes to camp is having a yard sale and all the toys are freaking out. Um, she takes a few just like board games and some like more kitty toys. And she of course takes Wheezy and, uh, woody decides to go and rescue the 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 toy and so this is where the the puppy from the first movie comes in um oh gosh what is the dog's name um i guess it doesn't really matter but the the family dog actually knows that the toys come to life and it's kind of cool um so he takes him down to the yard sale they rescue wheezy but then toys then woody becomes left behind and that's where al comes in al is just kind of around and he finds woody on a table and he's very excited and he tries to buy him from andy's mom but she's like he's not for sale and he even you know says i'll give you 50 bucks for the toy um but she locks him up in the uh the like register with all the money
0: Isn't he like a collector yes he's a toy collector
1: yeah. i don't think we know that yet mm. um but uh I mean, I guess you can put two and two together, but... Like,
0: why else would you pay $50 for this like, ripped Woody? Right.
1: Um, (laughs) But he causes a a distraction and breaks into the register and takes Woody and steals him. Buzz tries to go save him and is unable to, um, but sees uh, some feathers come out of the trunk of the car, and he also... um, Puts two and two together based on the letters on the license plate that this is the owner of Al's Toy Barn, which they've all seen commercials for, and he's they just Ham the pig is like I I never liked that chicken like there's just something about him, and then they put two and two together. Al is the Chicken Man from Al's Toy Barn. So uh, Buzz, Ham, Slinky, Mr. Potato Head, and Rex all go to uh, rescue Woody from Al's Toy Barn. Meanwhile. Um, Woody is taken back to Al's apartment where he meets the Roundup gang. And this is what I find the most compelling part of this movie, if not the whole series of Toy Story, is um, how he finds out about his origin. He's not just a cowboy. He's part of a series, uh, Woody's Roundup, that um, is based on like 1940s and 50s, like uh, Western children's shows. And um, that's where he meets Jesse for the first time. Uh, Bullseye, his horse, and Stinky Pete, the prospector. And uh, the prospector is still in his original box. Um, so he finds out that the toys are being sold to a museum in Japan, a toy museum, and what he refuses to go, he says he still has an owner and he has to get back to Andy. Jesse is very upset um, because they have been in storage for possibly decades. We don't know. They've been in storage for a long time waiting for somebody to find Woody to complete the collection and the museum is not interested in the collection unless they're all together. Um, Al accidentally whips Rudy's arm entirely off. So he has to get him prepared by a toy repair specialist. And once he's all cleaned up and ready to go, Woody's about to leave and he goes to talk to Jessie, and she tells him her past and how she was abandoned by her owner. And it's a pretty sad little sequence um pete tells woody the same will happen to him with andy that he's going to grow up and eventually he's not going to want to play with him anymore um, but if he's, if he's in a museum he'll be adored by children forever so hearing this woody decides to stay with the group and meanwhile the rest of the toys are at al's toy barn to find woody buzz is captured by another buzz lightyear toy who believes he's the real buzz lightyear <laughs> new buzz finds the rest of the gang who believe he's andy's buzz They return or they run into Al and find out what is going to happen to Woody and they run back to Al's apartment to rescue him. Uh, Woody says he knows and he wants to go with. Buzz tells Woody his true purpose, which is to be loved by a kid. And in a museum, he will never be loved again. Um, Woody says he's still going to stay and the rest of the toys start to leave. But he watches an old episode of Woody's Roundup and when he sees a child hugging him, Um, He realizes that Buzz is right, and he tries to get the rest of the Roundup gang to go with, to go back to Andy's house. Jesse and Bullseye are on board, but Pete is not. He actually locks the toys out of the apartment. He reveals that he has been behind Woody not getting home this entire time because he wants to go to the museum. He's never been loved or played with. He watched toys get sold for years while he was on the store shelf, and so he just has a, a bone to pick with with kids and being owned I guess so he just wants to go to the museum
0: it reminds me of like Animals of the Humane Society. It's like just like heartbreaking to think that this toy Mm -hmm. just wants to be loved.
1: (laughs) And then it just just sat there the whole time. It is sad.
0: Um,
1: There's also a little like side plot with like the new Buzz and um, within the like the Buzz Lightyear world, his arch nemesis is uh, Zerg Mm -hmm. and there's a toy Zerg that's like chasing after him. Mm -hmm. And then it's very much like Star Wars where he's like, Buzz, I am. I'm your father and then the new buzz is like father I'm gonna you know spend time with you and it's really funny but anyway so they all leave the uh apartment well no the to- the other toys do but um Al comes back to the apartment and he takes the roundup gang to the airport the rest of the gang steal a pizza delivery truck and drive toys drive <laughs> to the airport to rescue Woody at the airport uh pete rips woody's arm again but he's stopped by the rest of the toys they place him in a little girl's backpack and send him on his way and upon retrieving bullseye and jesse jesse gets stuck and ends up on the plane but they get her out of the plane just before it takes off and woody goes uh everyone goes back to andy's home and and that's toy story 2. so a little bit about this movie specifically is um the talks of making a sequel they started talking about it like a month after the first one came out in theaters. So they were ready to make another one. It was supposed to be a direct-to-video sequel, which I think is very interesting. Um, as most Disney movies were doing at the time, like Aladdin has some um, straight-to-video sequels. I didn't realize
0: that that was a straight-to-video. I mean, I guess I just didn't know what movies came out in theaters and which ones didn't at the time. So, well, but Toy Story was
1: supposed to be. I had no But idea. It, it became, they decided to bump it up to a theatrical release. Um, the film began production in a building separated from Pixar on a small scale as most of the Pixar staff was busy making a bug's life, which came out the year before in 1998. When story reels proved promising, Disney upgraded the film to a theatrical release, but Pixar was unhappy with the film's quality. Um, Lasseter and the story team redeveloped the entire plot in one weekend. And although most Pixar features take years to develop, the established release date could not move, could not be moved. And the production schedule for Toy Story 2 was completed in nine months. That's crazy. It is crazy. And despite all of the struggles in the production, um, it was wildly successful, um, grossed over $497 million dollars. Uh, received critical acclaim with a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It is considered by critics to be one of the few sequel films superior to the original and is featured on the list of greatest animated films ever made. It became 1999's highest grossing animated film. And it was nominated for, unfortunately, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture or anything because uh, at this time, animated films were not their own category at the Academy Awards. Um, but it was nominated for Best Original Song, but it lost to Phil Collins for uh, Tarzan. Well, but the
0: song. is Jesse's song, isn't it?
1: Yes, by Sarah McLaughlin, it's like when she loved me i think is what oh, it's called yeah, yeah. such a, a good one song. it is but you know what phil collins won that year and phil collins in the tarzan soundtrack is pretty yeah, iconic I so right. you can argue with that
0: <laughs> didn't really
1: have uh didn't really have a shot um we're gonna get into the other two uh Toy story films but first let's talk about what else we are watching Okay, so I haven't had much time to watch much else right now, but I did finish You, and I got to say, I was really disappointed.
0: With the second season? Yes. What disappointed you about
1: it? I thought it was really unrealistic. I The last couple episodes just kind of, well, you read the book, so it, you probably can speak to it more. Like you said, the second season's nothing like the book, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that the second season was just kind of all over the place. I thought there was too much going on. There were too many plot lines. Yeah. But ultimately, with Love being crazy the entire time, I didn't feel like it was believable to me. And um, also, so, spoilers, of course. But uh, I didn't like how the cop, like the cop was thinking that Joe was behind it the whole time or Will and uh he had his suspicions the whole time and then all of a sudden at the end thinks that it was 40 like I just didn't think that was believable Mm -hmm. and then just
0: believed it, like oh okay yeah Yeah, like that makes sense
1: yeah and then (laughs) then they like move and she's pregnant with their child which is like creepy and then he's all of a sudden creeping on his neighbor like that's how it ends like Mm. oh my new neighbor and just like come on dude like you haven't gotten away with murder and all of your shit for long enough you can't just not be a weirdo I don't know I was disappointed personally but that's yeah. me
0: he's just a he's just a psychopath he
1: he is and he found he found his match I guess
0: yes um the books were very different and it was a lot more streamlined as far as the plot
1: um, is love even in the second one?
0: Love is in the second one, but it's really more about his relationship with her. Like the Benji thing kind of, st- or not Benji, the um her- Harrison? Is that what his name is? Henderson? Henderson. Um, That thing sort of happens, but there's no, um, like the little girl character is like not in there. And the oh. same thing with the first season, the little boy character is not in that. He's not in all. it, Paco? Yeah. Um, So that was, like, a whole other storyline that they added to it. Um, And love isn't crazy in the book. She, like, she does find out that Joe had killed um, Henderson and...
1: Was Delilah in it, too?
0: Delilah was in it, and Joe kills her in the book. But i think because she like finds out too much or whatever so he has to kill her i can't really like totally remember the
1: whole um... the whole like acid trip episode is like ridiculous yeah. and he goes back to like let delilah out and finds out she's dead and he has to be like oh, wait hold on did i murder her like it's just
0: yeah it was extremely dramatic for sure
1: it was just too much for me I just didn't I was I was just let down personally
0: I think I would have liked it more if I had not read the book because of course the whole time which I love doing that I love reading books and then seeing the movies or the TV shows to mm-hmm. compare but I think because it was so different it just like irritated me it like time. turned you off like if I had seen the show first and then read the book I probably would have been like uh, like I probably would have liked the book less but I think since I read the book first I like the, the book more yeah yeah like,
1: so the books are better are I they worth so. reading, do you think?
0: Um I I was dying to find out what would happen after the first season. So that's why I read them, but now that both seasons have come out, I don't really think that it's worth reading the book.
1: Is there only two? The books?
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's and that's also another thing I think that they changed a lot for the second season of the show because they knew that they were going to have a third season mm-hmm. and there's no third book. So they had to like set up so the third for season that.
1: then is just going to be entirely new. Yeah. Okay. They
0: just had to like set themselves up for a third season, I think.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, I liked it, you, though. What are you watching? Um, So I just finished The Man in the High Castle, the whole series, which was good, and we'll talk about that yes. more later. And then now I am watching Sabrina Season 3. Mm, you haven't started that yet? I, we just watched the first episode the other
1: night, so I, I loved I it. So I have not started the show at all, oh. but I've been told by many people that it is a need. It is a need. It is really, need, really good. And it's very... Like I mean, if you guys are familiar with I mean, is it at all just it's just the characters, right, based on the original Sabrina? But like right. everything else about it is different.
0: Yes, it's a very dark like the one that came out when we were young was lighthearted, like it's cool. Cute. To do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cutesy, Melissa Joan Hart, um like her boyfriend's super cute, blah blah blah. But this is not like that at all. It's very dark. It's about the dark lord and these like satanic people basically Ooh. so it is there's a lot of like blood yikes going literally going to hell interacting with the dark lord all of these things so it's it's
1: pretty interesting dark.
0: okay it's, it's good though i am really enjoying it and the third season is already off to a good start
1: speaking of um dark takes on not so dark stuff what do you th- do you watch riverdale at all I watched the
0: first two seasons because they had been on Netflix, and mm-hmm. then I, after I was waiting for it to for Netflix to catch up with it because I didn't have cable. And now I, I don't know what the heck's going on. So Riverdale is in that same Archie comics, yes, storyline. So that's what interests me too. Is that I think there's a lot of nods in Sabrina to Riverdale and vice versa. So I would like to be
1: m- more well versed in it. But That'd be kind of cool if there was a crossover.
0: Yeah, but I have no idea what's
1: going on at this point. So. I what is there we're in like season four of Riverdale I think I've seen the first three and that show is it's like ridiculous it's so bad like the the dialogue is horrible and like everything's so dramatic and oh, like yeah. it's so
0: unrealistic it is like I'm like, like this teenage life exactly
1: <laughs> I'm like teenagers aren't like I wasn't like this I didn't know anybody like this <laughs> And just, like, all the shit that they go through and just, like, how they're constantly, like... Like, when do they ever do homework? Like, when do they ever have tests? Like, do they just not sense. do anything? Like...
0: Maybe they're all geniuses. Maybe.
1: Or somebody's just... Their school is just terrible. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I, I just love it. Did you ever watch Glee? Yes. It reminds me of Glee, but, like, without the music. Like, because Glee was pretty ridiculous, too. Very
0: dramatic. Everybody's having a relationship with everybody. Yes. It's just, like, this back and forth, like, kind of a soap opera thing. Mm-hmm. I do like that about it because it keeps you interested. And then you're just like, oh, wait, what's, what's going on? You can't watch episodes out of order. You have to, like, exactly. see every single episode in succession or else you don't know what's or you, going on. Yeah, you lose it. Yes. And the
1: third season, though, there's, like, a cult and, like, there's like multiple cults actually. The third season kind of goes it's off the so rails. weird. I'm like,
0: nobody that is like 15, 16 is in a freaking cult, like a trailer park cult. Like, I just don't get it.
1: I don't either. <laughs> um, but, so you know, dramatic. it is my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love it so much. Have you been watching This Is Us since it came back?
0: Yes. I didn't watch last week, but. The one I... with Kevin?
1: One with Kevin. So right now they're doing, like, the big three episodes. So there was, like, one all about Randall. there's one all about Kevin. And then there's going to be one all about Kate.
0: So I watched the one that was right at Thanksgiving. And then I watched whatever was right after that. And I can't even remember what happens in it.
1: So did you see what happened after Randall saw the, the burglar in his house? Nope. So there's an episode that ends on a cliffhanger and... There's, like, a guy with a knife in Randall's house. Oh,
0: nope. I did not see that episode. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that
1: happened. I have to do some
0: catching up. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I'm an x-ray tech, and I work PRN at two jobs outside of being a recruiter. So I work at two very, very slow hospitals where I just sit there for 12 hours, um, basically minding the department in case anything should come along. So I do a lot of my binging when I pick up those extra shifts. So I've got, <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> I've got two shifts coming up next weekend, so that'll be twenty-four hours of me binging. Ooh, yeah, it's it's rough, but also I get a lot of Netflix time in.
1: See, I wish I had that time. Like my only time to really like binge anything is after my son goes to sleep, mm-hmm. and even then, like sometimes I watch stuff while he's awake. But he's getting to the point where he's about to crawl, and oh, yeah. I just have to keep my eyes on him all the time, mm-hmm. unless he's napping or asleep. And over the past, like, month, he has been really unpredictable with sleep and has not been oh, sleeping no. through the night. And it's been rough. He also had a double ear infection. Oh Hashtag You're probably just trying to get sleep anywhere you can Oh, get for real. Like, when he goes to bed, I'm like, me too, bud. I don't even yeah. care if it's 8 o'clock. We are going to bed. Um, I think it's going
0: to be a hard adjustment for when we... My husband and I start having kids because we like to be able to kind of do whatever we want. Like last weekend, all we did was veg and watch The Man in the High Castle because we wanted to finish it. So we like didn't even leave our house for probably like 48 hours (laughs) because
1: we just wanted to watch it. That's the thing. Like once you have a kid, and I'm sure if any of our travelers, if you guys have kids, you 100% understand that like... There is no you time anymore. Everything revolves around your kid, and as much of a blessing as they are, it is a hard adjustment. Um, I watch a lot of Disney, mostly because like when he was really really little, and. Like when I was on maternity leave, like you don't do anything but just sit with that baby, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Don't get me wrong; I watched a lot of Netflix and HBO and I'm Prime. Sure when they're that
0: young, you don't have to edit what you're watching. You no, can watch like whatever they, you want because they just don't. Know. They're just
1: asleep or eating the whole time. Like they don't do anything else. Actually, get
0: to that age where you can't watch like you can't watch any anything that's bad around anything.
1: Them. And he still doesn't really. Obviously, he's not even a year old. Understand, but I feel weird watching anything like and violent violent yeah. or mm-hmm. like super sexual or anything like that it's just you know I'm like no we'll, we'll watch some disney so i have been watching <laughs> a lot of disney movies I'm lately i'm looking forward
0: to that time in my life when i can catch up on all the disney movies i haven't seen in 20 years
1: oh that's another thing too is like all these like kids movies that come out like you don't feel weird about going to like see them cuz you have your kid and like you both get to enjoy them and that's what i love about um, disney films specifically is they are really for the whole family. Like Mm -hmm. there's some kids content out there that I just cannot stand. And I think it's awful and stupid, but they're not for me. They're for children. But then there is children's content that adults can enjoy too. Oh yeah. And, you know, we'll get into this more once we start talking more about, about these toy story films. But I still like these movies and I still like Mm -hmm. all the Disney and the animated for the most part animated films that I watched as a kid because they are so well-rounded for adults and children
0: I don't think that Toy Story since it's animated I don't think they'll ever remake it but did you see the Aladdin remake
1: no I still haven't
0: a lot of people hated it but I actually really liked it
1: I'm really looking forward to the Mulan remake I so am bad.
0: too but did you were you the one that told me that it's not musical there's no music in it yeah that is kind of heartbreaking and
1: Mushu's not in it and I don't know because she- it's supposed
0: to be realistic
1: mm-hmm
0: which is just I think it's I think it's gonna be great regardless but it's just it's just it's just be, not gonna be the same it's not gonna be the same but no. you
1: know we have the animated version forever that that's not going anywhere so true um but anyway that is what else we are watching Okay, back to our review of the Toy Story saga. So let's get into the second half of films. So the first two came out in 95 and 99. We did not get another Toy Story film until 2010 with Toy Story 3, which as Nina was saying earlier, you know, these films kind of came out during our, you know, coming of age times. Uh, Toy Story 3 came out in uh, 2010 um, over the summer which was the summer that I graduated high school and was going to college. So I was at the exact same life point as Andy. So this film especially has a very special place in my heart because I felt like I could relate to him so much when I saw this movie and it just, it still still makes me cry when I watch it. But tell me about Toy Story 3.
0: Well, for me, Toy Story 3 is really special because I um my husband says that I have no heart. And my mom says the same thing because I, I don't cry in movies. There's like no, it's okay. like a handful of movies that make me cry, and this is one of them. And when I was reviewing the plot, I was like getting teary eyed. It's, it's because
1: sad, but it's, it's like sad. bittersweet type of sad, you know?
0: Yes, and it's like not only is it sad, and just like it's bittersweet because of the timing in like our lives and on our generation. But I think it would be sad for anybody just because
1: growing up is like whether it's yeah. you or your kids. Like that's a, that's a yeah, that's a big change.
0: It's just about growing up and moving on from childhood things. And it's just like, it's just so depressing. When you think about it, I was like, oh, my God. It's just so but sad. But new, new
1: beginnings, too, you know? Like- <laughs> True,
0: yeah. Yes. So this movie is actually um, directed by a different person. It was directed by Lee Unkrich. Hmm. Um, the first two were directed by the same director, and then the last two were directed by different directors. Okay. So he actually edited the first two films, so he's very familiar, obviously, with the Toy Story um, like plot and everything. And then he was the co-director of Toy Story 2, so he definitely was already on the scene anyway. Um, it was the first film to be released theatrically with Dolby surround 7.1 sound. So I think that's what they use in every movie now, is the hmm. Dolby Atmos surround system. And at least all in the theaters in Omaha, I know I've seen the Dolby sign. So first film with that, it received an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture as well as nominations for Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Sound Editing, and it won Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song. Um, it was animated, the first animated film to gross over $1 billion worldwide in ticket sales, becoming the highest grossing film of 2010 in North America and worldwide as well as the highest-grossing animated film of all time and Pixar's highest-grossing film, all records held at the time of its release. So this movie is a big deal. It is. Um, it was originally intended to be the final movie of the series, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it, it just should have been the final
1: series. It should, movies. Have.
0: should have. been the final movie. I, when I was going into it, I definitely thought it was going to be the end because we're like, oh, Andy's going to college. Like, it, it, the end.
1: It ends. Like, it, it just it <laughs> closes up so nicely that... Yeah. Well, again, we'll talk about this more later.
0: So it was originally intended to be just three movies done. But here we are reviewing the first movie in a minute. But (laughs) anyway, so Andy's now 18 years old in this movie, and he's preparing to leave for college. He hasn't played with any of his toys in years. But Andy decides that he wants to take Woody to college because Woody has a special place in his heart. He puts all the rest of the toys into a bag that are supposed to go into the attic. But Mom mistakes the bag for trash and puts it at the curb mm-hmm. so what is by himself and he all the other toys are out the curb to be taken to the trash and everybody's freaking out all the toys think that it was intentional though so they're all heartbroken thinking that andy meant to get rid of mm-hmm. them so they're all just like they're all super sad um but they obviously don't want to get thrown away either so they crawl into a donation box from andy's sister that is going to a daycare sunnyside daycare Um, in Andy's mom's car. So Woody is like, oh my God, he doesn't know where all these people are, where all these toys are going. So he follows them because he wants to get his friends back. So at Sunnyside Daycare, the toys are welcomed by other toys led by Lotso Huggin' Bear, a.k.a. Lotso. So he's like this big bear that is the leader of the pack there among the toys. And they're like super welcomed. They are like, oh my God, this is such a great place because we'll always have kids to take care of us or kids to play with us. So we'll always be, like, making an impact in the lives of children. Um, Woody tries to return home, but he's picked up by a child named Bonnie who takes him home to her house. And Bonnie's toys are all, like, super shocked that Woody came from Sunnyside. Um, and they tell him about the the backstory of Lotso and another toy there called Big Baby. Oh, God,
1: Big Baby's so scary. Yeah,
0: super creepy. Such a creepy toy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so these all these toys are like, oh, my God, you know what happened to these toys before and Woody had no idea. So they explained that Lotso and Big Baby were owned by a girl named Daisy and they got lost during a family trip. But then when they made it home, they found that they had been replaced by new toys. <laughs> so Lotso was super bitter and he lies to Big Baby saying that Daisy had replaced all of them. And so they went to Sunnyslide, Sunnyside where Lotso took over turning it into a little toy prison yeah. where he's the leader <laughs>
1: And it it's is. just, like, super mean and sad. And he sends all of, like, our Annie's toys to, like, a toddler room where they're, like, They just get beaten destroyed, up. Destroyed, yeah, and, like, drooled on. And-
0: yeah. So then Buzz is, like, Buzz, after they have been just beaten to death in the to- toddler room, Buzz goes up to Lotso and asks if they could be graduated to an older children's room where they're not going to be beaten on as much. And Lotso switches Buzz's factory setting, which erases his memory. It's he just gets back, gets reverted back to factory setting, and it's really sad. Um, and so he he kind of just falls in line. Basically, he like sort of goes to Lotso's side. Um, Woody returns to Sunnyside with Bonnie, and he learns that the only way out is through the trash. So Andy's toys um, subdue Buzz because he's kind of on Lotso's side. So they. They grab Buzz, and they accidentally reset him into Spanish mode, which is just, like, hysterical <laughs> in this movie. It is. So for a while, he's, ghetto. <laughs> he's stuck in Spanish mode for a while. Um, he falls in love with... Uh, he, okay, what did, What was I going to say here? Buzz allies himself with Woody and falls in love with Jesse. The toys reach a dumpster but are cornered by Lotso's gang. Woody reveals that lots. Woody basically tells Big Baby about Lotso's deception, and so Big Baby throws Lotso into the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then as the garbage truck approaches, the toys try to leave, but then Lotso grabs onto Woody and pulls him into the dumpster with him. So then Andy's toys, I love that these toys are just like so, they're so loyal to each mm-hmm. other. It's so sweet.
1: No toy left behind. No.
0: And so um, the rest of Andy's toys run after him and jump in, into the truck. Um as the truck is going to the dumpster, inside the dumpster, a TV falls onto Buzz, and he returns to normal. <laughs> so no more Spanish Buzz, even though it was probably you know, one of the best parts of the movie. Oh, that it's he so was in funny, so great. Um, so the truck takes the toys to a landfill, where they're swept onto a conveyor belt that leads to an incinerator. And this is like the oh my god, most this is like the horrifying.
1: worst, the worst scene <laughs> in all animation history. Seriously. It's- Horrible.
0: Everybody is like screaming inside while this is Oh happening. I I
1: when I saw I saw this movie like at midnight in theaters <laughs> and by the way, somebody brought a baby to the midnight showing, and I thought that was Yikes. ridiculous. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself and the baby? But whatever. Wow. But everyone in the theater was just, like, on their toes, like, oh. at the edge of their seat, like, no, no. Because you think they're all going to die? They, yeah. like, all grab hands? Like, they're, go- like, they're like going to their death? Yeah, they kind of it's accept horrible. it. They accept their fate. It's oh, so sad. It makes me cry every time. Yes. And I know what's going to happen, <laughs> but, ugh. Oh.
0: Um, so Woody and Buzz kind of help Lotso to reach the emergency stop button, and that asshole just abandons them, which is just the worst. <sighs> um, so then the, all the toys fall into the incinerator, and like Jamie said, they kind of resign themselves to their faith that they're all gonna die together.
1: <laughs> it's it's so like the Titanic; like they so all like sad. grab hands, just like waiting to die. <laughs>
0: it's just horrifying. But then the aliens are operating this claw crane, and they <laughs> rescue them, which is also just like a real good nod to the first movie. Mm-hmm. So. Congrats for that. That was great. Um, Lotso is later found by a garbage truck driver who ties him to the truck's, like, grill on the front of the truck, um, which, you know what? He deserves that. He deserves
1: bugs in his mouth for Yes,
0: yes. Um, and then Woody and the other toys ride back, ride another garbage truck back to Andy's house. So, you know, nobody died there. Thank God. Mm-mm. Thank God. Um, Woody leaves a note for Andy, who, thinking the note is from his mother, donates the toys to Bonnie. Bonnie's kind of the new the new Andy in town, so she's got all the toys. Andy introduces the toys individually to Bonnie, and um, Bonnie recognizes Woody in there. Though Andy's kind of initially hesitant to give up Woody because he had planned on taking Woody to college with him, he decides to keep all the toys together and give them all to Bonnie. And then the end scene is him, Andy and Bonnie playing together with
1: Andy's toys. That scene is also really sweet, too. It's just this very, so like, sweet. sweet music. And he gets to relive his childhood playing with the toys. And then, Oh, my God. It just makes me want to cry. I know. So and then Bonnie, like, takes Woody's hand and, like, waves goodbye. And Ugh. he just, like... There's this like look on Andy's face, like I'm getting emotional too, like just thinking about it's this. Like so... he's just like, <gasps> and then he says goodbye, and then that's oh, uh, it
0: is such a coming of age story. It like, is just letting go of, of your childhood things, it's moving just...
1: on and growing up, and uh,
0: heartbreaking, bittersweet. But like, so, okay, a good place to end mm. the series, it, one would think.
1: It was, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> there became a fourth movie. <laughs> So I had no
0: desire to see the fourth movie, honestly. I just knew it was like not going to like why I shouldn't
1: have just I agree. So but for me, like so again, Toy Story is like my favorite franchise. The first one's like one of my favorite movies ever. And so when I found out about Toy Story 4, it came out just a few weeks after my son was born. So I knew that I wasn't going to have a chance to see it in theaters. So I waited and waited and waited. And I saw this movie and it's still if you compare it, let's because it's the most recent Pixar film. The the last Toy Story and the first story, the last Toy Story and the first Toy Story are like the bookends to the Pixar franchise and all of the films. And if you compare them just by animation, it is amazing how is far true. they have come. If you watch the fourth one, it's gorgeous. A lot of it looks real, like realistic, like you know it's animated, mm-hmm. but it looks real, and it's just beautiful to watch. Well, um, we've also
0: kind of gotten to the point in animation that you don't really realize how amazing it is until you go back and watch an old
1: oh disney movie for sure
0: and you're like oh wow like, the
1: first is like i even watched a video comparing like scud sid's dog in the first one to the cat that's in the antique shop like just how mm-hmm. how like scud looks so computerized and animated but then the cat looks like a real cat mm-hmm. it's amazing how far they've come i would say that is definitely like the shining star of toy story 4 is how beautiful it is and how amazing the animation has come in these past 20 four years yeah. so the plot summary of toy story 4 is after the toys have been given to bonnie by andy they are loving their new life and they are joined by forky which is a toy made by a, a from a spork from, by bonnie and they go on a road trip before she starts kindergarten so from the beginning we have a little flashback to nine years earlier this is like right after andy gives all of his toys to bonnie um or no this is before all of that this is following the events of toy story 2 sorry Bo Peep and Woody are attempting to rescue RC, the car, who is outside in the rain. And just after they finish the rescue, Bo Peep is uh, taken and donated to a new owner. And Woody goes to rescue her, but she says it's her time. And she suggests he comes with and says toys get lost every day. Um, After being a little hesitant, he decides to stay with Andy. So then we flash forward to the present. Woody is getting played with Less and Less by Bonnie. On Bonnie's uh, day of kindergarten uh, orientation... Uh, He sees that Bonnie is really nervous, and so he worries about her and sneaks in her backpack to go with. And while she's there, Bonnie creates a new toy called Forky out of art supplies and trash. So Forky um, comes alive and has an existential crisis, claiming that he is trash, and he keeps trying to throw him. This is actually pretty funny how he's like... You're just like me. You're trash. <laughs> he just keeps throwing
0: himself into the trash. Yes, can.
1: and so Woody takes it upon himself to um, prevent Forky from throwing himself <laughs> away, um, because he understands how important Forky is to Bonnie during this big change in her These life. Toys are so insightful. I know. Like Bo
0: Peep <sighs> to like go on her own way mm-hmm. is so insightful. She becomes such a badass. So wise. and she- then Woody to be like no. You need to be here for Bonnie because Bonnie loves you and she made you. It's like, oh, even it though he, he kind of got pushed aside, but
1: yeah, he he understands the the role of a toy, oh, even if so sweet. even if he has to be pushed into the closet all the time. Um, so Bonnie's family goes on a little road trip um, before she starts kindergarten, and Forky throws himself out of the RV window and Woody goes after him, and he's explaining as they're trying to get back to the RV park that Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie, and he explains the role of a toy. And so Forky kind of changes his mind and decides to go back with Woody. But near the RV park, Woody notices Bo Peep's old lamp in an antique store, and he goes inside looking for her. And that's where they find Gabby Gabby, which is a talking doll who wants Woody's voice box so that (laughs) she may find an owner to take her home. Um, This is actually, she's pretty creepy, and she has all these like dummies, like these like, puppet toys that are her like henchmen nightmare they're very creepy
0: <laughs> she's also like a psycho like she's, she like, is a psycho smiling and telling you about how she's gonna rip your voice box out it's like oh super creepy. it is very
1: creepy um Woody eventually escapes but forky <laughs> is taken by gabby and um is still there um later on woody finds bo peep at a nearby playground and she is now a lost toy she has no owner Um, and after Woody explains that he needs to get Forky back to Bonnie, she reluctantly agrees to save him and, uh, get him back. Meanwhile, Buzz searches for Woody, but becomes lost at a carnival and he gets put up as a prize at, um, one of the games and he escapes with two plush toys, Ducky and Bunny played by Keegan-Michael Key and, um, Jordan Peele, which I thought they are pretty great in this movie. They meet up with Woody and Bo, um, and then um, Bo also has like a sidekick pocket toy, Giggle McDimples. She's pretty cute, Um, and uh, her stuntman toy boyfriend, Duke Kaboom, played by none other than Keanu Reeves. And then they all try to rescue Forky from Gabby, but her ventriloquist puppet henchman and the antique store owner's cat continue to stop them. All the toys they end up getting well Bo Peeps uh sheep are also there, so they have to rescue her sheep. And um they they get everybody out except for Forky. But um everyone's kind of, you know, like barely got out with, you know, the skin on their backs, so they don't want to go back in. But Woody keeps explaining no, we have to go back. We have to get Forky. We need to do this for Bonnie. And Bo kind of pulls it out of him that he feels like this is all he has left. No. This is his last thing he has to do. Also, and
0: Forky's like a giant pain in the ass <laughs> in this movie. He is. And Woody is just so he's dedicated just trying to, to help. Bonnie.
1: He is, yeah.
0: It's sweet. But he Forky's He's very loyal. <laughs> yeah,
1: Forky kind of does. Forky is also played by Tony Hale. If you don't know who he is, he is in Arrested Development. Um, as Buster, and he's also in Veep. He's wonderful, and I think he does a great job in this as well. Also, Christina Hendricks plays Gabby. So there's some... Uh, oh, couple, I didn't know that. Yeah. A couple of fun voices in this new one. So anyway, uh, Hurt... and well Woody actually throws some shade at Bo that's really kind of screwed up. He says that being loyal is something a lost toy wouldn't understand. And so she is Hurt, and she and the other toys leave Woody behind... Woody encounters Gabby again, and she kind of gives this really heartwarming speech that she would give anything to have the love that Woody has had in his life. Like she would give anything to be played with. She actually, her voice box was broken when she was manufactured. So she's never had an owner and she's just always wanted one. Um, so Woody decides to give her his voice box in exchange for four So she gets her voice box and, uh, They also find out that Bonnie left her backpack in the antique store, so they have a way for her to come back so they can go back with Bonnie and go home. But uh, when they're leaving, Woody realizes that the the girl Harmony, who's the granddaughter of the owner of the shop, when she sees her and hears her voice, she thinks that, oh, she's going to take me home, but the girl has no interest in her and just kind of like throws her in a box and leaves. And so Woody feels that he needs to, you know, always thinking of others, he's very selfless, goes back for Gabby and says, come with, you know, you could be Bonnie's toy. So on their way back, um, everyone is on their way back to the RV. Um, Gabby sees this girl who's lost and feels a connection to her. So she kind of places herself in the girl's line of view and the girl takes her and then takes her home and that's her new owner um uh, the toys um part ways and are on their way wait hold on i already saw that um so then they all meet at the carousel um and woody and Bo share a bittersweet goodbye but woody is hesitant to leave and this scene's really really sad too Um, he's hesitant to leave Bo again after Buzz tells Woody that Bonnie will be okay even without him Woody decides to stay with Bo instead of returning to Bonnie they all say their goodbyes Woody passes his sheriff badge over to Jesse and bids a heartfelt farewell to his friends and he and this is actually really cute he and Bo kind of run off together um toys yep Um, and they yeah they all begin a life together with Ducky Bunny Giggle and Duke um dedicated to finding new owners for lost toys on her first day of first grade this is kind of like an after credits scene well it's like in between credits bonnie creates a second impromptu toy out of a plastic knife who suffers the same existential crisis as forky once did (laughs) who immediately becomes smitten with her and that's how the fourth one ends So a couple of facts about this movie uh it was originally scheduled for theatrical release in 2017 but it was pushed back to 2018. Um, the 2017 release was given to cars 3. it was later delayed again to 2019. the 2018 date was given to incredibles 2. Um, i'm not really sure why there was so much halting in the production Um, but it came out nine years after the third film It grossed $1.073 billion worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing installment of the franchise, the sixth-highest-grossing film of 2019, the 31st-highest-grossing film of all time, and the sixth-highest-grossing animated film of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I
0: am shook by that. (laughs) That is impressive.
1: Uh, It also received positive reviews for its story, humor, emotion, score, animation, and performances at the 92nd Academy Awards. Which has yet to happen will be next weekend. The film has been nominated for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song, so we will see what happens with that. Hmm. Um, to kind of wrap things up, yeah, that's the four the four Toy Story movies. Um,
0: the fourth one is a lot more about Woody. It it's, is it's, in particular. It's so I, it's kind of like a little, in a way, I kind of consider it a spinoff film.
1: Kind of. It's it's about his coming to terms with he's not the favorite toy he's never not been the favorite toy and you can Mm -hmm. you kind of get the feeling throughout the whole movie that he he was never really the same after he was given away from Andy Mm -hmm. and Bonnie while you know she liked him he was never her favorite and I think he just doesn't really know how to deal with that so yeah it is kind of about him coming to terms with his new purpose and he's always loved Bo and He let her go once, and he didn't want to let her go again. And it was really hard for him to leave all of his friends. Um, He's kind of
0: a spoiled guy when you think about how he was really like the head toy in charge at Andy's because Andy loved him so much and favored him. And he had his jealous moments when Buzz came around. And I think it was hard for him to go from being in that like essentially like a leadership position where he was like the best toy Mhm. In town to being just like another toy to yep. Bonnie. She had no like particular special attachment to
1: him. Right. It's 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 really sad. Like it's also kind of not. I wouldn't really say coming of age, but it's it's really closing out this one character's story arc mm-hmm. and him finding a new purpose and moving on and you know saying goodbye. And kind of the main point of this movie is we we don't have to stop loving somebody just because they're not in our lives anymore um you know Bo was very like oh you know I don't care about the kids I'm just you know I'm doing my own thing and Woody kind of they both kind of help each other in the sense that you know he needs to move on from Andy he needs to move on from Bonnie but she also doesn't have to you know be so cold to you know her previous owners I guess Mm -hmm. um I want to know out of these four films what is your rating from best to worst
0: i think the best one was the third one really yes i liked that one a lot and i don't know if it's like i said like like all the personal emotion behind it related to it i think that that's why that ranks so high for me um which is also sad because now i'm thinking like okay well then i really liked the second one after that but the first one like doesn't feel like it should be in third place
1: no i i don't know i i know what you mean
0: i don't know how to rank these definitely the fourth one was my least the fourth favorite. one is the
1: least favorite
0: but also, I think that it was maybe my least favorite. F- not, not, first of all, I just don't think it should should have been in this storyline. Is It should not have been in this series. I think it should have just been its own Little Woody spinoff movie or something. Um, because it could have just ended it with a third one.
1: It just didn't need to be made. It didn't need to honestly. be made. It was like unnecessary. It was a sweet not story. Not a bad movie. No. was
0: just, it was unnecessary. Um,
1: but you'd say the third one's your favorite? Yeah.
0: I don't know why. Maybe because it was like. The third one's so great. So traumatizing to see everybody almost die that together. Was, it was pretty dark. Like, it was. I like that it was dark, though, because it made you. Well, it just made me feel really guilty about all the toys I got rid of.
1: No, I. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I, I a actually, monster. I actually. So. <laughs> When I was like six months old, my parents got me this like clown doll that I had for years and years and years. And I just recently got rid of it. I mean, he was just decrepit looking by the end, like all dirty and all of his hair was matted. And when my husband and I bought our house and we were moving out of our old house, I had him in a closet for a long time and I never played with him. I never did anything with him. And I knew because he had been, so like, part of his face had been chewed off by my dog and had been re-sewn together, like, and he was all at. I'm like, I can't give him away. But I just couldn't feel, I just, and I also thought about my my future kid. I didn't know what I was having yet, but I'm like, I don't want to give him this toy. Like, it's so old. Yeah. I would want him to have his own. So I threw him away, and I still feel guilty about it.
0: Like, I I'm actually like, no. have a very similar story that i have like a stuffed cat that was given to me when i was one and i wore the shit out of it like it like lost all of its fur it's so pathetic looking it's literally wearing like a dog sweater to this day at my parents house where i keep him his name is gray um because it was a gray cat that is actually not gray anymore because Aww. it lost all of its fur <laughs> half of its nose is gone I put stickers over it's like little marble eyeballs so it's like its eyes look hazy it looks like it's got cataracts like it's so so <laughs> pathetic it went through wardrobe changes of the dog sweaters that my mom like made for it and it's still at my parents house and I think like obviously I did not take it to my house when I got married with my husband and we bought our house and I just think to myself, like, no kid is ever going to want that toy of mine. But what am I going to do with it when my parents don't like? What if they move to a retirement home or something and they don't want to take my nasty <laughs> stuffed animal that is now th- almost 30 years old?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. What like, am I going to do with it? With I don't my know. toy, I didn't. I'm not ready. I had to. I. It took. <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing, but like. When we were packing up our house and I took that thing with me to college, like I, I pulled an Andy, but I actually went through with it and took it with me Mm. to college. And then once I moved in with my boyfriend, like I kept him, but I like put him in the closet and then he just stayed in the closet. And when we were moving, I was like, I'm going through all these things and I was getting rid of stuff and throwing things away. And I, I sat there and stared at this toy for what felt like hours. And just like kind of had this like and like what do I do what like do I do? conversation with myself, and I'm like, and like this sounds really lame, but I like I hugged him, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry to see you go, and then I threw him away. That's a Marie Kondo
0: <laughs> thing. You thank it for its service in your he life. He provided a wonderful service
1: to me in my childhood, and I threw him away. I sometimes wish I had still kept him, but oh, he's a toy. He's just a stuffed animal. I don't know if I can get rid of it. I'm,
0: I'm gonna be honest. He didn't come to college with me. He stayed in the closet at my parents' house where he still lives. I told
1: my in mom, his sweater. and my mom was so upset. She's like, "I'm crying. <gasps> like I can't believe it. It's the end of an era." That,
0: my mom would just... probably cry too if I got rid of it. <laughs> oh my god nope it's just gonna stay there for the rest forever sorry gray
1: uh <laughs> no but it's it's true like like we've you know we've both been through something like that like with andy with his toys and so, so yeah sad. the third movie for sure encompasses that that feeling of of letting go of a piece of yourself of your childhood these toys that were there for you when I you were young, can't
0: imagine gray in an incinerator.
1: <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't oh, do it. it. Happening. Uh, but then, would you say two is your second favorite?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think because of the storyline, I still love the part where they're at Al's toy place and you see all the toys like on the like wall,
1: the Barbies. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> I don't know why. I just really like that scene. But so much happens in that movie, so I feel like it's and you get to know the characters a lot better. Um, and then the first one is just. I mean, I love the first one, but it's just a, a pretty basic plot. Yeah. So that would be my only knock against it. And yeah, the fourth one was, I was just a movie that I don't even, like,
1: I'm not, like never going to watch that movie again. See, and that's the thing, like, we, we never mentioned, but you can watch the first three Toy Stories on Disney+. Plus. The fourth one, since it's still so new, you can only rent it, but you can rent it on, like, Apple TV, mm-hmm. uh, Prime, YouTube, YouTube, or, you know, Redbox, whatever. Um, but the, go, go to the Blockbuster
0: yeah, and rent it. the
1: one that's left. <laughs> um, I actually have watched the three Toy Story films multiple times since I've had my son on Disney+. Plus. Um, and it's been just wonderful getting to relive those memories with him. I would say my order is almost the exact same, but I would switch three and two. I love the third film, but the second one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, I love that backstory to Woody. I love learning about how there was a show about him and there's this whole past and that scene where he walks into Al's apartment and he sees you know, that, that giant cardboard cutout of him and the Time magazines and just like his cultural relevance I thought was so cool.
0: It's, it's weird to think about that essentially what, what, this, what that show is sort of, what that movie is telling us is that their life doesn't start until they come out of the box and go home with their first kid really because Woody doesn't know anything about his backstory until he mm-hmm. learns about it later. Which, so how did anybody else learn about it?
1: How did he not learn about it? Well, I think it seems like, I mean, this is like modern times. Like, it seems like the Toy Story, like the the Woody's Roundup was old, like Mm -hmm. 50s. And, you know, this was like the 90s. So I don't know if Woody's mom just like bought this antique doll for her son or maybe like it was his father's toy. Like, we don't know any of that. But I, I would, you know, like, maybe he just, yeah, their life doesn't begin until they start getting played with, I guess. I don't know. My but.
0: favorite thing when I think about Toy Story is Andy's name on Woody's boot. With his yeah. backwards end. And it's just, like.
1: And, like, when, when the toy when the toy so guy sweet. comes and, like, cleans him up and he paints over it. That I makes know. me so sad. But in the fourth movie, Bonnie puts her name mm-hmm. on his On, on his, his foot. feet. Sweet. I actually wanted to name my son Andy and do like a little Toy Story photo shoot with like a boot that had his name on it. It obviously didn't end up that way. But um, (laughs) like I said, I couldn't convince your husband. No, he didn't. He didn't want his name to be Andrew. And that made me so sad. I was well, that wasn't the only reason I genuinely like that name. But like I had this whole vision of doing that. Um, But I did decorate his room Toy Story themed. And I still cannot listen to you've got a friend in me without crying like because I think of my son when I think of that song Mm -hmm. and so now it just like makes me super emotional um but
0: you should do that thing have you seen in is it in Neighbors yeah it's in the movie Neighbors where at the very end they have their baby do the photo shoot of all the different like she does like Breaking Bad
1: and she puts her like in a little like yellow suit hazmat suit i have thought about that honestly like 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 make a calendar like movie photo shoots like once he's old enough to like stand and walk i might do that That with him um i just had like one kind of like closing statement that i wrote down about this whole saga all of them are beautifully animated and they have incredible characters that are memorable and have spawned new fans over new generations like my niece and nephew love Toy Story mm-hmm. and my sister and I grew up on Toy Story so it's cool that you know it ma-
0: transcends time because you can watch it at any age for the first time and be in love with it I think
1: and it was just cool that this new movie came out even if it wasn't our favorite the fourth one came out when our kids were were our age when the first one came out I just think mm-hmm. is it all comes full circle it's just really cool I felt the same way about the uh, live-action Lion King that came out last year and I remember seeing the original in theaters when I was like two.
0: Disney um, and Pixar are just on point. They, really they are. They, they know, know how to market. They know
1: how to make you feel. Yes. Um, it The Toy Story saga, it's It's one I hope that my child will love. But I sincerely hope it has ended. I, I think the fourth one just didn't pack the same punch for me. And what yeah. I really didn't like about it was a lot of the original characters aren't really in it. Like, even Jessie's barely in it. She only has mm-hmm. a few lines. Um, one, I think it'd be really cool if they just
0: did, like, little, like, maybe straight to Disney Plus, like, Jessie's movie. And
1: Plus I think they do or... have, like, little mini, like, mini shows, mini movies. Yeah. At least there's one about Forky, I know. They
0: can keep doing that. That's fine. But no more movies, please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> it just didn't have the same feeling to me, probably because I grew up with the original characters. But either way, it's an excellent story. It's beautifully written and reinvented over time. It remains one of my favorite animated films and franchises of all time. And I will continue to watch them with my son as he Mm. gets older. I would, as far as like rating the first three, five stars, hands down. The fourth one, just four stars, just because it's, it just wasn't the same for me.
0: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I would maybe give the fourth one a three stars, actually. I just was like, not. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Had you only seen it once just preparing for this?
0: yeah I watched it yesterday actually so or what what is today so I watched it on Wednesday but I just just wasn't also I just feel like I couldn't connect as well to to Bonnie as the child like I think that with Andy being like the source of everybody's like love and affection and you know will to live in the first three movies is what tied that all together for me and then it was like a new beginning and I just didn't feel the same connection to it
1: i agree so
0: it wasn't but a bad movie it's just like if it had been an independent movie without toy stories one two and three then maybe i would have liked it better but yeah in comparison to those ones i was just like not interested
1: no i, I would 100 percent agree well you guys that is the toy story saga toy story one two three and four um I don't think we mentioned, uh, no, we did, that Toy Story 3 won Best Animated Feature. We'll see if Toy Story 4 does. It's a pretty stacked year, I think, for animated films. So,
0: What did you say that it's up for?
1: Best uh, Animated Film and Best Original Song.
0: Okay, well,
1: we will we'll see. have to find out next week. We will. We will have to after the, um, the next episode we're doing will be the day before the Academy Awards. But once that happens, we will definitely have to talk about... Uh, everything that won and if we'd seen any of it and if there's anything that you think we should see but until then as always you guys thank you for listening let us know um anything else you want us to review we will definitely get it on our list or at least just watch we're always looking for new things to watch but
0: tell us what you think if you saw toy story 4 yes I is want it, to know
1: does it live up to the rest of the films am
0: i just being a scrooge about it or
1: <laughs> are you being a Lotso about it is it, it
0: me <laughs> Or does everybody share my feelings?
1: No, I I agree with you. Do you agree with us? Is Toy Story 4 unnecessary, even though it's beautiful? Uh, True. Let us know. But until then, keep on streaming, guys. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of
0: Atlas Now Streaming. Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if we should give it a review. Until next
1: time, keep streaming.